0: joining us today here at Victory. At Victory Church we are a community of authentic spirit-led Christ followers transformed to walk in victory. Join us as we begin today's message. Good morning. Once again good morning. I'm glad I'm here. You glad you're here? Okay. Josh don't panic. I haven't went too far off uh, target with those notes I sent you. I always tell him that. I threw him away this morning. But I've got five words written down. Believe, word, light, darkness, and receive. Some of you heard my testimony before, and I think I'll start there. I feel led to. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, Mom and dad were Christians. I was an only child. I grew up in Marion. I was a member of the First Baptist Church in Marion. My parents and my mother was her whole life. Um, Twelve years old, I was went up front and I was baptized. About sixteen years of age, I started doing things I shouldn't do. Anybody ever been there? Okay. Well, mine went pretty south pretty quick. I was a substance abuser from the time I was 16 years old to 36. I was a heavy substance abuser. Never went into church. Well, I'll take that back. I did go into church for a funeral, and one time I was in a wedding as an usher. Had no interest of religious things, did not see any advantage to them. Quite frankly, I was more interested in the things of the world and the things that go in the party life not only the alcohol and the, and the drugs, but all those things that go with that that we won't speak in public today. Um, but God put a Gideon New Testament in my life that I carried for years and years. Didn't read it, but I carried it for some reason, everywhere I moved, you know. And during the time that I came to know the Lord at 36, He also put a little booklet. And I don't know where it came from, but it was the Gospel of John, and it was by the Billy Graham uh, Ministry Association. So I felt led to begin reading the Scriptures, uh, Gideon and that little, particularly that little uh, booklet in John, and it has been a favorite of mine my whole life. Um, God wanted me to read those, and I began to read them. And then one day at the First Baptist Church in Black Mountain, you can see I'm a First Baptist Church guy until I came here, um. I was on an aisle by myself, Pastor Dr. Mike Hill preached, I don't know what he preached on, and I was in the back of a pretty good-sized church, so I was in the very back, I was a back-seater uh, back Baptist, and um, I got up one day and came down. This book is a fabulous book, The Gospel of John. It's to the point where I've just started to try to learn to write. Now, that ought to be interesting. But I've written an article for the Blue Ridge Christian News. Now, I've written another one. And I intend to try to write a commentary on the Gospel of John. And this is not an easy task. So, that's why we're in the Gospel of John today, okay? Because I feel led to be there. There's so much in this book. Whether you're an experienced Christian, mature in the faith, or whether you're brand new in the faith, or whether you're just not sure whether you're in the faith or not. And that's okay if you don't know if you're in the faith, because neither did I for a very long period of time. And that's why God wrote the book and gave it to us. This book is an evangelical book. It is a book for all levels of people and particularly for those who are lost and do not know the Lord. I won't spend a lot of time on background stuff today. I've just got five points I want to discuss with you. Before we get into the Word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we welcome your presence. We accept your presence. We ask you to open our hearts to the personal word and your written word. And open our minds. And give each one of us Something today to take home one word, one phrase, the thought. You teach us in your word that when it's spoken or heard, that it doesn't return without results. We ask that you give results in our life today. And for those who've known you for a while, show us a little something different we didn't know. And for those who are new to the faith and maybe not understand all this, give them revelation knowledge of what these things mean to them. And most importantly, Father, For those who've not had their hearts opened through faith and received you, we would ask that you work in their heart today to do that. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. I'm going to begin not at the first of John, but I am going to begin at chapter 20, verse 31, because I'm going to tell you why this book was written. John 20, 31. The Word of God says this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and the Apostle John. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life. Through his name. So the author is telling you at the end of the book that his whole purpose was that you would, this book was written that so you can believe who Jesus is and why he came. That is the purpose of the Gospel of John. It is a book full of divine revelation. And the Father wants us to know. Who Jesus is, he wants us to know who he is. The title of this book could have been Jesus, the Revealer of the Father. That was the purpose of this book, to reveal reveal the Father to you because Jesus came in personal form. He became the personal word to show you what the Father is really like. And how can he do that? Well, he did that, first of all, in some miraculous way. He is 100% man, and he's 100% God. And for whatever reason, God knew that we had to have something that we could put our hands on, our hearts on, and our minds on, that Jesus had to come in human form and die on the cross and be resurrected again for you and I, we would not understand. He's revealing this to us. And these things are written for you and you and you and me so that we will know. That we will know. This is why reading the Scripture is so important. You cannot know the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit if you can't read the Scripture that He laid here before us. So keep in mind, this book's purpose begins toward the end by saying these are written... That you might. I looked at that word this morning, that you might. That doesn't mean you will. And here at the end of this message, I will tell you how you go from might to you will. Because it's so important to understand that our faith is a faith. It is believing in something that necessarily in the very beginning you can't see or know. It's an issue of receiving. So keep in mind the purpose of this. And we'll start out what's called the beginning of the prologue, which is the first 18 verses of the Gospel of John. But I'm only going to issue 5 this morning. We're going to talk about 5 of them. And I'm going to read that in chapter 1. Chapter 1 of John, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This saying, meaning Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light... Shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth not. The word, what is that? I know when we've done some Bible studies, some of you guys did not know what the word is. But in that scripture, if you'll notice, that word is with a capital. There's a reason it's with a capital. It's divinity or deity it's saying God so you can replace this word in the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with the word and Jesus was God and that's what the writer's trying to tell us he knew him he was a friend of his he was the beloved disciple he had a personal relationship in human form with the man he saw the miracles he talked to jesus so he starts out and telling you who he is because when it was written there were two problems the jews or the jewish hierarchy only believed that there could only be one god only there wasn't a son and there wasn't the holy spirit it was only the god and he was, the writer was fighting that, but he was also fighting the Greek that did not believe in philosophy that in our world, because our world is so evil, that it's just not practical or possible that God would actually come and be part of mankind because the world is so evil and God cannot be around evil. So he starts out telling two separate groups of people who God is. And who this person Jesus is. And he declares it. He declares that he was the same in the beginning. Remember in the book of Genesis? In the beginning God created the heavens and earth. It parallels back to that scripture. This person called the Word was in the beginning. He's who we call Jesus now. He is also the creator. He was in the creative process. And that's what the writer is telling us here. It says all things were made. That means you, that means me, that means the planets, the stars, the universe. universe. Everything was made by this man called the Word. And without him, nothing was made. In other words, he's God Almighty, he's totally the Creator, and he did come in the second person of what we call the Trinity, the Son of Jesus. He was the Son Jesus. But look in verse 4. In him, meaning the word, was life. And this life was the light of men. He is our life eternally. He is our abundant life here as we live. And he is a light for us to follow. And the writer is pointing out the primary purpose of this book in the very beginning here. It is believing, that's why it's written. Who the Word is and the characteristics of the Word and what the Word does, He brings in life to us, He is life, and He brings light to us and shows us the way. Let's look at light. John chapter 8, verses 12. Verse 12 says this in the eighth chapter of John. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, He's declaring who He is. Jesus, the Word. I am. I am. Moses wanted to know in the Old Testament what to tell the people who God was. He said, Just tell them I am. I have no beginning, I have no end. I'm totally existent within myself. Here Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It's just like being out in the woods with no light. And the sun's down, and the moon's behind a cloud. And you got to figure out how to get from place A to place B, and it's totally dark. And someone walks up to you and says, follow me, and there's a little candle. And you walk down the road, and you say, now we can get out of here because I can see through the darkness, and I know where to go. And that's who Jesus Christ is in your life, he's the light of the world. He will walk you through darkness, but you got to follow the light. you got to believe the light. You've got to do it in faith, and you've got to take the first step to walk in the light. You know, if you've been a Christian a while, you can still walk in darkness? You can still walk in darkness. You allow the world to corrupt your heart, corrupt your mind, Corrupts your, 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 your personality all about you. You get caught up in the things of the world because, hey, we're part of the world. We're not supposed to be. But last time I checked, I was in it. Okay? I'm not a spiritual ghost wandering around town. Follow the light. Look at the issue of light. Follow. He that followed me. Who's this me? This me is the word that I just introduced a second ago, and you are to follow Him because you'll not walk in darkness. You'll not walk in darkness at all. John chapter 3, verses 19 and 21 talks about darkness. 3.19 says this. Now listen to this. If you choose to refuse the light, if you choose to not follow the light, Here's the results of it. And the world we live in is full of this very thing. This is the condemnation. Condemnation means judgment. That light, in other words, the Word, the person of Jesus Christ, is coming to the world. Here's your judgment. Here's your condemnation. And men love darkness. I'll stop there. What is this darkness? Evil. Sin. Sin. And all the things you can think of in the world, adultery, fornication, murder, envy, strife, gossip, um, all the things. I can't even think there's so many. Power, money, pride, greed. Men love darkness. Women love darkness. We don't want to leave anybody out. Men and women love darkness. In other words, you don't want to come to the light. Here's why I didn't want to come to the light. I didn't want to come to the light because I knew when I came to the light, I had to admit I was wrong. 20 years I didn't come to the light. I had to admit I was wrong. I think some of you here today have to admit you're wrong. And you've got to come to the light. Some of us are not living the way we should in a variety of ways. The light today is shining forth in your heart by the preaching and the teaching of the Word. It is not me showing you the light. God Himself is showing you the light because His Word promises that it doesn't return void. Consequently, my belief is that it won't return void today. But look at this and continue on. The men love darkness in 19 rather than the light, because their deeds were evil, because what we do is wrong. And everyone, listen to this, everyone, it didn't say some of us, everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. So in other words, if you continue to do evil, you really hate Jesus. That's what it says. You hate the word. You don't, oh, he's okay, that that Christian thing's I can go to do that every once in a while. No, no. If you love your evil, if you love to be removed from God, you hate the light. There's not a gray area. It's real clear. There's hate. And you won't come. Neither will he cometh to the light. Why? (laughs) Because your deeds will be exposed. If you come to the light... The light will show you your sin, my sin, and the reason men and women won't come is because what this tells me, innately we know that we're wrong. So no one is without excuse because it tells me in a sense you and I know. But he that doeth truth, meaning things of the word of the light, Cometh to the light that his deeds and things we do may be manifest or clear that they are wrought in God. In other words, if we come to the light and we're not afraid of the light, we're prepared to be changed and we are also not concerned because we know we're in the light and we're walking down the path and we're not concerned of what the light will expose to us. It's when we don't want to come to the light because we know something's wrong, we stand back and that's why we're in judgment and condemnation. Perhaps you today were like me 20, Well, <laughs> no, 30, wow, 40 years ago, 30, whatever. I can't even do the math. Maybe you were like me many years ago and you did not know Jesus. And God has put you in this small assembly of believers that today you can receive the light, understand the word, and become a son and child of God. You got to receive. That's the other word I wrote down in chapter uh, 1 of John, verse 12. And actually, I'll back up to verse 11, but if you can get that on there, John. If you can't, that's okay. Chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. He came to his own, talking about the word or the person of Jesus, and his own received him not initially the his own were the jewish people in the broader sense the gentile or those who are non-jewish us today too he came and they would not receive him the word receive they would not accept him they wouldn't accept the light they wouldn't accept the life They wouldn't accept the word. We've already discussed why. It's because of their deeds. And it's because of our deeds. That's why we won't accept him. He came to you and I too. We're part of his own. But here's the key of receiving. Verse 12. But, I always like that word. But, it's not over yet. As many, that could be a few, could be a lot, or as many as they want, as receive Him, to them, those who received Him, gave He power to become. Sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Receiving. How do you receive something? You don't come and take it. That's taking. You just receive it. It's a free gift. You just take. Just let it come to you. But look at the promise here. If you'll receive Him, He'll give you power or authority to become sons and daughters of God. Even to those who believe on His name, the name Jesus, the Word, the light, meaning God is with us. Will you receive Him today? Maybe you don't understand. You don't have to understand. You don't have to understand anything. You just have to receive Him. And how can you receive Him today? You can come forth. And we can pray with you and talk about it. Receiving, trusting, adhering to what He did personal word, the person of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh, who died on the cross. His blood was shed for you and I because he was the only acceptable sacrifice that God the Father would accept because you and I cannot do nothing to be acceptable. All you need to do is receive him. These were written, what I've preached to you today. That you, or me, might believe, trust in, adhere to, that Jesus, the Word, the Light, and the Life is the Christ, the anointed one. He is the personal word. He is God who came in the flesh to save us from darkness. That was the total destiny, the mission of Jesus Christ. To save Malcolm, Ray, Chuck. Amy, happy birthday. To save us. He is the Son of God and that believing. There it is. Trusting. Adhering to. Receiving. That you'd have life. This life is abundant life now. It doesn't mean you won't have problems in the world. He came that we'd have an abundant life now. An eternal life when we pass away from this earth. And your eternal life, when you step over from death into life, begins at that moment you receive Him. Amen. As the worship team comes forward, I'm going to give a general invitation. If you'd like to receive Jesus as your Savior today, don't walk out. And you're going to know it. You're going to know because I've experienced it. You're going to feel it. And you're going to have this hesitation because it's a little scary sometimes to get in front of other people. But you're to come forward today and we'll help you receive it. Perhaps you've been visiting our group for a while and you would like to become a member and find out why. I'm asking you to come forward today to where he can give you the right hand of fellowship. And perhaps you just don't have any idea like that day I walked down the aisle why are you going to come up here? That day I walked down the aisle, a little lady with a little card came up and said, is this a profession of faith, a transfer of letter, a statement of something, dedication, or is it, uh, whatever. And I went, I checked every block. I checked, seriously, I checked every block and the little lady didn't know what to do, and she handed the pastor and he goes, Well, Mr. Day has come for, well, we'll talk to him. If you don't want to receive Jesus today, come on forward. If you want to be a member of the body and you haven't transferred here from some other church, you want to be a member here, just come on forward as these guys sing the song, okay?